0: I've got very good news for you. Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory, and he will soon return for his church. The born again will meet him in the clouds, an event commonly known as the rapture. This glorious event will happen in extraordinarily dark and hard times. First Thessalonians 4:14 4, and 18. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. wherefore comfort one another with these words. After the born again have left, the world can expect big, bad, and ugly, stacked on top of big, bad, and ugly, layers of the darkness of evil. The Bible doesn't give an exact time for this demonstration of God's goodness and severity, but does give us signs to watch. Those signs are flashing red. As it was in the days of Noah, when God judged the entire world, so it approaches again. Jesus said in Matthew 24:37, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. If you are not born again, Jesus will return, and you will be left to big, bad, and ugly on earth before an eternal doom in the very lake of fire. Of course, it doesn't have to be this way you can change your deadly trajectory, and you can do it now. Jesus said in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You must be born again to escape from yourself and from the ominous and pending judgment. In just a few moments, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. And if you do, the following promise will be yours. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken. Yes, the bigger the better. Today, you will be born again, born a very literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God there's nothing like it in the entire universe. Your opportunity begins now. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Genesis 1 verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said Psalms 33 verse 6, by by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Revelation 20, 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. these stupid Christians are so predictable. Jesus is the answer to everything, and they're always pointing to some old book of words, imbeciles. Oops, I almost forgot. Look at the time. It's time for my appointment with my psychologist. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, Feature, 1,153. That will for the 1,153rd time— Certify the absolute, God-authored, supernatural inerrancy of God's majority-text Holy Bible. All of these word-centric features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the battle for the bound sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's beautiful face shine upon you and your house with light and truth. Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory. This world, as we know it, is breathing its last gasp as it moves to and finally through the dreaded great tribulation period which ends at the Battle of Armageddon. Jesus warns in Matthew twenty four, twenty one and twenty two, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. This is very bad news for the sinners and the ungodly, but very good news for the children of God. This is part two in a short God said, man said series dealing with the utter primacy of words. The world is in a word dilemma even a deadly downward spire with no hope of reversal. The job of God's children is to snatch as many as we can from this sinking ship. The sinking ship's only solution is the Word of God, and to its leadership, this is not an option. The followers of Satan's minions are coming apart at the seams. The results of rejecting God's words are truly devastating and sad because it didn't have to be this way, globally. Tens of millions suffer from chronic debilitating stress. Tens of millions experience stress-related sleep deprivation. Tens of millions are losing gray matter as a result of stress. Seventy-five to ninety percent of all visits to the doctor, the general practitioner, are stress-related. Tens of millions have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Tens of millions are bipolar. Tens of millions suffer from schizophrenia. Tens of millions are having panic attacks. Tens of millions have been diagnosed with ADHD. Tens of millions are on antidepressants. Tens of millions are bound by sexual perversions. Tens of millions suffer from gender dysphoria. Untold millions upon millions suffer from alcohol and drug addictions, covetousness, bitter ruminations, violence, theft, hatred, fornication, adultery, Incest, abortion, and more. What a mess. And it is entirely a word issue. Before we get to the good news, consider this excerpt from the week, March 10, 2023, under the heading Poll Watch. 7.2% of Americans identify as LGBT, double the percentage in 2012. 58% of LGBT people identify as bisexual, 34% as gay or lesbian, and 9% as transgender. Age is a factor. 20% of Generation Z, who are now 18 to 25 years old, identify as LGBT, compared with 11% of Millennials, 3% of Generation X, and 3% of Baby Boomers. The world has a word dilemma. In feature one, amazing facts were listed that testify that all things are made by and held together by words, God's words. John one one declares, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." In Psalm uh, Psalms thirty three six, excuse me, "By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of His mouth." If it is entirely a word issue, then there should be proof everywhere, and there is. From day one of creation to the great white throne judgment and beyond, it is entirely a word issue. Scientists were shocked when they discovered DNA, which houses the building instructions for life. The instructions are given using a four-letter alphabet structured in words, sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and books. Science is able to read this book and they call the book the book of life. Imagine, this DNA gives the instructions to build organs, body systems, and the parts to acquire and utilize the necessary life-building materials, such as oxygen, water, and dirt-based foods, all of which was spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by God's words. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. The following excerpt is from Dr. Michael Gillen's book, Believing is Seeing. We scientists believe the university is pushed and pulled by four different forces. The strongest one, aptly named the strong force, holds together atomic nuclei the way corn syrup holds together popcorn balls. The strong force is at the very core of our physical being. It's what holds us together. Without it, poof! We disintegrate and blow away like dust in the wind. And that's not all. The strong force is a profound mystery. It originates deep within atomic nuclei, out of sight, and what we call quarks, the invisible and en- enigmatic components of protons and neutrons. No one's ever seen a quark, and if QCD is correct, no one ever will. Using the most powerful particle accelerators in the world, we bombarded the heck out of atomic nuclei in hopes of busting loose the quark, but with no luck, end of quote. Without the mysterious strong force, we would all go poof and simply disappear. The Bible, as you should certainly expect, solves the profound mystery of the strong force. 2,000 years ago, the following verses were penned. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. All things, all things are held together by God's invisible words. That's the strong force. It is entirely a word issue. The first law of thermodynamics, also known as the law of conservation, states that matter cannot be created or destroyed. It must always remain constant science now knows that energy, photons from the sun, creates all matter. They further theorize that as a result of their insights into quantum consciousness, it will soon be proven that energy itself is created by knowledgeable words of intent. When science arrives at their proof, they will be faced with our truth." Number one, God is light, 1 John 1, verse 5. He is the energy and power of creation. And number two, God is the word, John 1, 1, the word of knowledge and intent and precedes light, even as scientists have theorized. Genesis 1, 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God's words of intent precede light. Words, information, information, are not energy or matter. They are their own separate and dominant category. The utter primacy of words cannot be denied. In the first speech, you met my grandfather, who has been gone from this earth for over 80 years. He has returned to the earth that was spoken into existence by God's words. His wife, my grandmother, and all his sons and daughters have returned to the dust." His vehicle has returned to the dirt, along with his clothing, his possessions, and even his house. All that is left of my grandfather here on this earth is his death certificate, a copy of which I have in my desk drawer. My grandfather is now a Word document, and all those who once associated with him are also Word documents. God's mighty champion Joshua led the children of Israel across the River Jordan into the famed Battle of Jericho, and onward to a long list of victories in the conquest of the land of Canaan. These conquests all happened about 3,500 years ago. Joshua, his wife, their children, even his entire army, have all returned to the dirt, a dirt that was spoken into existence by God's words. All that remains is a word document, a book in the Bible called Joshua. If the Lord tarries, all of us will be reduced to a Word document. But surely be advised that all the Word documents from the beginning of time will rise again at a place called the Great White Throne Judgment. All will stand to give an account. You will find the next five verses both amazing and sobering. Revelation twenty eleven through 15 And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We in all our words will stand before God at this great white throne, Matthew twelve thirty-six and 37. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. It's truly astounding. Just as my grandfather and Joshua, you and I, will be reduced to word documents, the heavens and the earth, both spoken into existence by God in Genesis chapter 1, will be reduced to a word document. Imagine this, Hebrews 1, 10 through 12. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. When we understand that God spoke all things into existence by his words, we then understand that physical matter, in particular our bodies, are directly affected by our words. Words make things. The following excerpts are from the God said man said feature. Words are like seeds. When planted, they will bear fruit. We are made out of words. Therefore, the human body, as well as all creation, responds to them. In an article in Newsweek, February 26, 1996, the headline reads, For the Obsessed, the Mind Can Fix the Brain. About 5 million Americans suffer from something known as obsessive-compulsive disorder. For instance, the compulsion to wash one's hands over and over again, even though they're not dirty. The following is a quote from the article. The popular treatment for OCD is Prozac, or a similar drug. Some 30% of OCD patients do not respond well to medication, though, and if a patient stops the pills, the symptoms return. But last week, Schwartz and four UCLA colleagues reported in the archives of general psychiatry that the mind can be at least as powerful as medicine when it comes to remodeling the brain. Behavioral modification, changing the way patients act, And cognitive therapy, changing how they think, can alter the biology of their brains. PET scans of brain activity after therapy show markedly decreased activity in the the are-you-sure-the-stove-is-off category. The team has seen hints of this in a 1992 preliminary study, but last week is the first study to report persuasive evidence that, as Schwartz says, the mind can change the brain. End of quote. Remember, it's a word issue. The following excerpt is from an April 8, 2002 issue of U.S. News & World Report under the heading Prescription Power. New Mexico last month became the first state to allow psychologists to undergo 450 hours of training and write prescriptions for psychotropic medications. Yet some psychologists don't want to prescribe They cite evidence showing their talking therapy is as effective as drugs, says David Antonucci, a psychologist at the University of Nevada, Reno. The tools we seek might not be as good as the tools we already have. End of quote. Concerning borderline personality disorder, Psychology Today in its September-October 2013 issue reports that word therapy outperforms drugs. Borderline personality disorder is a condition in which a psychotherapy is more effective than drugs. The evidence for drugs in the treatment of BPD is very weak. End of quote. How do thoughts, silent words and spoken words, turn into light in the body and produce physical results such as health or disease? The following excerpts are from Dr. Don Colbert's book, Deadly Emotions. We can sum up in one word the basic communication link between what we think in the brain and what we experience in the cells of the body, neuropeptides. Now, before your eyes glaze over and you assume that I'm going to assault you with a lot of medical mumbo-jumbo, let me assure you that I'm going to describe the physical process of how emotions turn into disease in very simple terms. Those of you who are physicians or medical researchers may find this explanation oversimplified, but I ask for your patience. Dr. Candace Pert, a noted stress researcher, demonstrated that a certain class of our immune cells, the monocytes, have tiny molecules on their surface called neural receptors that are a perfect fit for neural peptides. All of the monocytes have these receptor sites. The brain produces the neuropeptides, which are chains of amino acids, and conducts them along the nerve cells throughout the body. They are like the keys that fit into the molecular locks of every cell of the body. Dr. Pert has called them bits of brain floating through the body. The brain talks to the immune cells all over the body, and in turn, the immune cells communicate back to the brain using the messengers called neuropeptides. If your brain interprets physical perceptions as anger, fear, or depression, every immune cells of your body knows that interpretation very quickly, end of quote. From the God Said, Man Said feature functional power to rewrite epigenetic tags, part one, The Sins of the Father, you'll find the following. In the book Switch on Your Brain, Dr. Caroline Leaf demonstrates the power of death and life that's in the tongue. Passages from Switch On Your Brain Follow. You are a thinking being. You think all day long, and at night as you sleep, you sort out your thinking. As you think, you choose, and as you choose, you cause genetic expression to happen in your brain. This means you make proteins, and these proteins form your thoughts. Thoughts are real, physical things that occupy mental real estate Hebrews 11:1 says faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen whatever you believe in, in and hope for becomes substance on a physical level and you act upon this this process can move in either direction negative or positive it is very interesting that every cell in the body is connected to the heart and the brain controls the heart, and the mind controls the brain. So, whatever we are thinking about affects every cell in our body. When you make a conscious decision to focus and direct your attention correctly, you change physical matter. Your brain and your body change in a healthy way. End quote. We were spoken into existence by God's words, and by design, we completely interface with them for either good or evil. As we apply God's words to our life, the results are marvelous indeed. There is a spiritual, biological reason those who attend church services two or more times per week live 11% longer. Dr. Leaf said you live into your thoughts, and so it is. It's time to start a Holy Ghost dialogue. Words create physical changes. Once more from Dr. Leaf from Switch on Your Brain. Research shows that 75 to 98 percent of mental, physical, and behavioral illness comes from one's thought life. This staggering and eye-opening statistic means only 2 to 25 percent of mental and physical illnesses come from the environment in genes. Everyday scientists are discovering the precise pathways by which changes in human consciousness produce changes in our brains and our bodies, end of quote. Dr. B. H. Lipton penned the following on the power of words in his book, Biology of Belief. Thought energy can activate or inhibit the cell's function-producing proteins via the mechanics of constructive and destructive interference. The fact is that harnessing the power of your mind can be more effective than the drugs you have been programmed to believe you need. The research, previously described, found that energy is more efficient means of affecting matter than chemicals, end of quote. It is not possible to exaggerate the primacy of words. The six-page spread in the March 2023 issue of Scientific American, titled A Talking Cure for Psychosis, addresses the frustrations clinicians are dealing with regarding schizophrenia. One of the new ways to treat schizophrenia, word therapy, is moving to the front of the conversation. Several excerpts follow to give you a feel for the article. Yet key features of schizophrenia, such as reduced spoken communication and inappropriate expression of emotions, remain entirely untouched by pharmacological interventions. Similarly, these medications make little difference in the social disability that characterize the disorder. The chronic unemployment, social withdrawal and isolation, high suicide rates, and abbreviated lifespans that typically coincide with the diagnosis. Other research has shown that talk-based psychotherapy may be able to constrain the aberrant beliefs associated with schizophrenia. Medical professionals are starting to the pair therapy with methods to strengthen thinking skills. An important question is whether altering beliefs around symptoms can improve people's ability to function in society. A growing body of scientific literature suggests such a goal is achievable. A form of cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, has been developed specifically to treat psychosis. It focuses on detrimental thinking, intrusive thoughts that crop up, such as, why even try, I always fail. People with a high intensity of negative symptoms also typically have the most elevated levels of cognitive distortions and biases. To date, there is no (coughs) pharmaceutical treatment for negative symptoms. Negative symptoms are defined as low motivation, diminished pleasure in life, near absence of spoken language and reduced emotional expressiveness to the point that they maintain a wooden express- expression excuse me during social interactions. Participants in the cognitive behavioral therapy group also took part in exercises, games, role playing and community outings designed to instill belief in their own abilities. The benefits of this therapy persisted for months after treatment ended. Clients assigned to CBT had meaningful improvements in functioning, better motivation, and reduced delusions and hallucinations compared with patients who received only standard treatment. The field's return to a psychological emphasis is a product in part of neuroscience's failure to deliver clear answers about schizophrenia despite its promise for identifying the neural underpinnings of psychiatric conditions. Hundreds of informative structural and functional neuroimaging studies have identified locations in the brain of affected people where there is diminished tissue volume or aberrant activity. But huge genome-wide association studies, which recruit thousands of patients to pinpoint genetic variants that may place people at higher risk for schizophrenia have failed to define the causes of the illness, and of quotes. Psychology is talking word therapy. In the camp of the born-again, we are talking word therapy that is literally out of this world. Our word therapy is the very creation power of God, and those who embrace His words have life and life more abundantly. It is never more than a word issue, never. Consider the totally word-powered placebo effect. The placebo effect is the medically good results people experience when their physician gives them a miracle pill that is the newest, surest cure for what ails them. The miracle pill in question is a harmless sugar pill. When testing new drugs, a placebo is often given to part of the test subjects in the experiment. The positive results that the placebo group display often exceed the benefits of the new medication being tested. The placebo success rate comes in between 30 and 33 percent. What's even more fascinating is that studies show that the more glowing and positive words used by the expert at hand when describing the placebo, the higher the success rate soars. Consider the totally word-powered nocebo effect. The nocebo effect is the exact opposite of the placebo effect. Instead of the good results of the hyped-up miracle pill, the nocebo reacts to negative words to bring the results down. Both are word-driven. Consider psychosomatic disorders, which plague 5-7% to 7% of the population. This is entirely a word issue, of course. The Cleveland Clinic defines psychosomatic disorders. Psychosomatic disorder is a psychological condition involving the occurrence of physical symptoms, usually lacking a medical explanation. People with this condition may have excessive thoughts feelings, or concerns about the symptoms which affects their ability to function well. People with psychosomatic disorder usually don't report overt symptoms of psychiatric distress. Instead, they believe their problems are caused by medical conditions. They tend to visit healthcare providers frequently to get tests and treatments, often not receiving a diagnosis, which may lead to frustration and distress psychosomatic disorder, sometimes called somatic symptom disorder, somatic symptoms or somatic pain, end of quote. Is God's word true? The strange grouping of words that defines him also defines us. The world is experiencing a word dilemma and is coming apart at the seams. It will only worsen. The end is near, but the beauty for the blood is, that we speak a new language, complete with new, functional, empowering, and eternal words. The time of God's final judgment is imminent. Prepare for departure, saints, and we will leave rejoicing in the words of our God, speaking promises such as First Thessalonians 4:16 and 17, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5:18. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Psalms one hundred eighteen twenty four. 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Romans 8:37. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Now, how beautiful is this passage? Psalms 141, verse 3. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Stay tuned for more marvelous and fully functional word secrets. God's word is true and righteous altogether. A place to build a life that will last forever. God said Genesis 1, 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said Psalms 33, 6 by the word of the lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth god said revelation 20:11 through 15 and i saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them and i saw the dead small and great stand before god and the books were open and another book was open which is the book of life These stupid Christians are so predictable. Jesus is the answer to everything, and they're always pointing to some old book of words. Imbeciles! Oops, (laughs) I almost forgot. Look at the time. It's time for my appointment with my psychologist. Now you have the record.